One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. It's my screen time too. Screen time, screen time. Hello, and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms review the best and worst in children's programming. From Netflix reboots and YouTube shorts to Disney classics and Pixar blockbusters, we watch, you listen. Find out what you can tolerate watching for family movie night, what to avoid altogether, and what you'll want to watch alone, voluntarily. I'm Katie. And I'm Deborah. And I have two kids, Jay, he's five, and Kenny, he's two. And I have three kids. Tony is almost 11, and Libby and Nate are seven. And they're so adorable, aren't they? We like to tell a quick story about how awesome or occasionally awful our kids are, Because in addition to being witty and insightful pop culture consumers, we're moms too. Speaking of my 11-year-old, he is taking baritone lessons right now. Oh! So we went to his school. They put a baritone in the trunk of our car. We drove home and he didn't have any contact with his music teacher for a couple of weeks. But now he's taking lessons Uh and he's had two lessons And he can play hot cross buns. That's so exciting. I know. I love it so much. You know, you were an orchestra kid. Oh, for sure. Band, orchestra, choir. That's where my heart lies. So how about your kids? I know I just talked about Jay's soccer last week, but uh, he scored his first goal at the game last week, which was pretty exciting. Does he have any touchdown dance type moves? Well, I think they all got extra motivated to score goals after the first time it happened. A little girl scored a goal, and the coach picked her up and swung her over his head. So now they all want to score goals just so that can happen. Oh, wow. Was that the little girl's dad? Nope. Okay, cool. Just enthusiastic. Let's talk about screen time in the news. We are discussing a Wall Street Journal article by Julie Jargon, titled Screens Before Bed Are Okay for Kids. Just keep it calm. And it's completely surprising information to me because I was under the impression that screens anytime in the five-hour vicinity of bedtime would ruin a good night's sleep for the whole family. It's pretty much like no coffee afternoon, no screens afternoon. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out... Some kids can handle screen time right before bed. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we've been doing that. That's like how we parcel out our screen time, is it mostly happens right before bed. Well, and then I thought back to like every single weekend of the whole pandemic when we have a movie night on Friday or Saturday and our kids go to bed pretty much right after. Uh huh. And they sleep fine, so I guess. Yeah, I think the article kind of implied, like, if you're letting your kids watch TV right before bed, then you're skipping the rest of your normal bedtime routine, which, like, I think as long as you turn it off and then, like, you go read a couple books or whatever it is you normally do, like, it's not like you're turning off the television and be like, eyes closed now, kid. Right. And the article author said, honestly, if screen time before bed is disrupting sleep, sleep, then change your routine. But if it's not disrupting sleep, then go for it. And again, she stressed, 
it's what is the content of what's on the screen that matters. There was a study of 76 kids ages 9 to 13, and social media did disrupt sleep. Which, duh, it disrupts my sleep too. Yeah. Television and gaming were in general no problem, so it might be okay to keep the screen time but switch the content. Yeah, the exact sentence that I wrote down because I thought it was just so much of a no-brainer that why did you even need to include it in the article was, quote, One study involving 565 preschool children found that shifting the media exposure toward educational content or content that promotes social values like generosity or friendship and away from anything frightening or age inappropriate significantly decreased the odds of sleep problems. Turn off the Freddy Krueger right before bed. Like, that just seems like the most simplistic of all pieces of advice. It was a good article, and it ended with some basic sleep hygiene advice like go outside, get some exercise. Do you think it's going to change how you behave with your kids at night around screens? You know, maybe because I don't even let them read ebooks, and they love reading ebooks. But I'm like, blue light, it's going to ruin sleep. But maybe we can try it and see. Well, you know how I feel. I always like the articles that reinforce my existing worldview. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any follow-up from our last episode? Have you watched any Halloween shows with your kids? Not yet, but a friend of mine just told me that Apple TV bought The Great Pumpkin. Oh, that sucks. It means I can never watch it. Who subscribes to Apple TV? I don't know anybody who subscribes to Apple TV, so I can't even steal anyone's password. Yeah, I know. They're starting to get good stuff, but I just can't justify it. No, I don't need more content that I wish that I could watch, but don't have time to watch. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Do you have any follow-up from Julie and the Phantoms? Yes, and you know, because we spoke a mere 48 hours after recording our last podcast, and by that time, I had watched the entire series, and... It is so good, you guys. I know we said it was good in our last episode. We gave it five stars. But even the things we complained about, like the fact that there wasn't enough dancing in the first three episodes, oh, it's like immediately fixed as soon as episode four starts. Like, it just gets better and better, and it is so good. Please watch it. Watch it with your kids. Watch it by yourself. That's what I did. And uh, I definitely cried. Oh, wow. That sounds like a great show. This might be a spoiler. But was the dad the fourth band member? I can't tell you that. (laughs) Okay. You have an almost 11-year-old. Come on, get him on board. Okay. Then you can watch it together. So today, we are not talking about Julie and the Phantoms as much as I could totally spend another episode talking all about how much I loved it. We are, in fact, talking about the original series on Disney Plus called Zenimation. Even the IMDb description sounded zen, so I just lifted the whole thing instead of writing my own. It says, An animated soundscape experience of short films that pays tribute to the visual and sound artists of Walt Disney Animation Studios. Doesn't that sound so pleasant? It does. Mm-hmm. I feel zen even just talking about it. So it's fairly new. It just premiered in September of this year on Disney+. Plus with an 11-episode season. One of those episodes is actually just a supercut of the previous 10 episodes, 
Most of the episodes are like four to six minutes long. They're super short. They're just clips from Disney animated films that are cut together, divorced from their original audio, and set to soothing soundscapes. So why did we pick it? Guys, we record about two weeks before we release our episode. So for us, it is election week in America, and we need some zen in our lives. We need it badly. So that had a lot to do with this pick. I'm not even pretending that the giant bag of candy in my pantry is for trick-or-treaters anymore. I'm just stress-eating it. I'm just (laughs) stress-eating candy that I don't even like. Guys, Starbursts are just wax. Starbursts are not good at all. Yeah, they even just look like hunks of wax. But yet, I'm just, I'm in it. I can't, I can't stop. So I need the zen. (laughs) This was recommended to me as well by a fellow mom in a book club I belong to, and we met for the first time during the book club, so I apologize, I don't know her name, but that is where I first heard of Zenimation, and I thought it would be a perfect fit for this week. So we watched four episodes together with the Zen titles of Levity, Serenity, Water, and Flight. Can you tell that I'm like modulating my voice differently than I normally do? Trying to keep it smooth. So these episodes were all variations on the theme of the title, so it didn't make too much sense to go through them one by one this time. So I think we'll just jump to our general thoughts. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay. So first questions first. Did we like the concept? I like the concept. Did you like the concept? (laughs) Did you feel more zen after watching these episodes? I definitely felt really appreciative of the beauty of Disney's animation in a way that watching, I love Disney animation, but the music and the plot really get in the way of enjoying the artistry. Particularly some of the shots from Big Hero 6, like in the flight episode, they had all these shots of Hero riding on Baymax's back and they're swooping through the city and you see all the reflective surfaces that they're passing and it was just so nicely done. I don't know if you guys know this, but Disney has some excellent animators on staff. They're very good at their jobs. And another fun thing about it is that these are four or five, they edit together films that I don't think of as related to one another, mm-hmm. but the scenes are linked through the themes like flight or levity. Mm-hmm. It's a ton of movies and it kind of works like a preview for Disney Plus's content. There are movies that I forgot about that I love, like Moana. How could you forget about Moana? I don't know, but it's been a couple of years since I watched Moana. It's clearly because we stopped talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda in every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Like Lady and the Tramp, Rapunzel, Aladdin, Jungle Book, Little Mermaid, Lilo and Stitch, or is it Lilo and Stitch? Zootopia? I forgot all about Zootopia. Yeah, same. I tend to forget about the non-musical ones, to be honest. What was the one movie featured in the flight video that had the child being carried by an eagle? I could not identify that film. Oh, see, that one I got. There was another one that I couldn't get. The one with the eagle is The Rescuers Down Under. Okay. Did you get the one with, like, the guy on, like, a skateboard, but he was flying? I thought maybe it's Treasure Planet. I've never seen that movie, but it was the only Disney movie I could dredge up that may have been connected at all. I don't know. It was someone flying in like sort of a, 
not not even steampunky, but like a futuristic cityscape sort of thing. And it wasn't Big Big Hero Six. No, it was an older movie, like a traditionally drawn one. And did 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 Disney do like a? Is there a Tarzan movie? Yeah. Mm hmm. It's the one with all the Phil Collins music. It is so of its time. It's got a soundtrack completely by Phil Collins. It may have been the year after The Lion King because Disney was very enthusiastic about like single artists recording since it worked out very well with Elton John. But then it also featured Rosie O'Donnell kind of at the height of her like The Rosie Show years. Is it Miles of Tomorrowland? No, because that's not a movie. I really have to look up this Treasure Planet business. It's clearly a gap in my Disney knowledge. So this was recommended to me as background TV. Do you have TV on in the background at all when you're doing everyday tasks? Never. Yeah, I don't. I'm familiar with background TV, but I didn't really grow up with background TV. And for me, if I'm going to turn on the TV, I'm going to sit down and not do anything else. I grew up with background TV like in the form of morning shows. So I kind of that's the only thing I ever think of and I just don't care for morning shows, so it just doesn't occur to me. Yeah, same. But I see this would be background TV if you were doing other things and you want to have something on but not pay too close of attention to it. So do you think that creating something new by just mashing up old stuff is cheating? No, never. I wrote this before I watched it, and I'm going to agree with you because they took these movies that we're all so familiar with, with the exception of the one I clearly can't remember, and re-edited them in such a way I was just so taken by the sound design. It was clearly a totally new project and a totally new way to look even at scenes that we may have seen dozens of times. Right. Like there are scenes from the Little Mermaid in the water episode and the sound is amazing. You hear the fish and the coral coming out and retracting back into itself or whatever coral does and the bubbles. And it took me like the whole segment to realize that normally this would have soundtrack music over the top, but I really enjoyed it more than I expected to. Yeah, it was really effective. Were there any Disney properties that you thought you'd see in an episode, but you didn't see? I guess I'm not such a Disney head that I had any expectations of it. I was expecting, I guess they didn't go too far back in the catalog. Like, we saw Lady and the Tramp and The Jungle Book, but correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't go back so far as to, like, give us birds flying from, say, Snow White or any of the early princess movies or anything like that. No, Peter Pan made a quick scene in the flight. I wonder if we watched all 11, though, if they would reach further back. That's a good point. So speaking of the structure of the episodes, what did you think about the little bite-sized length of them? I thought it was good, although I'm not sure when I would ever want to watch just a five-minute Disney clip. Like, this is bingeable. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the bite-sized Disney quality to it? So I use like a sleep meditation app to help me fall asleep at night sometimes. And all the different like recordings have their lengths written right there so you can tell. And I always look at them and there are some that are like 15 minutes long. And I'm like, who is falling asleep in 15 minutes? Give me the 90-minute 
recording. That is what I need to truly relax. So I would agree that from a utility standpoint, I don't feel like five minutes allows me to get fully zen. Right. I do think that on the Disney Channel, like on cable, this would have a place. When they're filling in, like we talked about this when we reviewed Forky Asks a Question. Oh, yeah. Good it's point. the perfect thing for filler between two movies that don't entirely make up a 120-minute block of content. I think also, if you're looking for a way to ease yourself from Freddy Krueger to something that's a little less child-inappropriate, that you could easily just segue into Zenimation to kind of bring them down off that terror high. Right. So we talked a little bit about the sound design and how awesome it was to hear things that normally have music over them. Did you struggle at any point to divorce the visuals you were seeing from their original musical context? Not really. I didn't even think about what song would have been in its place, other than to realize that the music was not there this time. How about you? There were a few that I found jarring and that I maybe wouldn't have included. And it was normally because it's called Zenimation, right? But then they included like that really traumatic scene where Elsa is like trying to ride the ice horse through like really stormy seas. I didn't find that to be particularly zen. It was actually a little tense for me. And then they included the scene in Aladdin where Aladdin is flying on the carpet through like the lava when the Cave of Wonders is collapsing behind him. I would not put that in my zen recording. Yeah, for me it worked because I was just looking at the animation. How that horse is an amazing example of water moving. And it's so unrealistic, but realistically done at the same time. No, I think that's perfect. I think that's what we're meant to do. And those were just the two examples where I was completely unable to detach myself from the plot that I knew so well. It's a bit like hearing an iconic jazz solo without the band, without the comping in the background. Yeah, okay. The other weird thing that they included in the flight segment, in addition to the lava with Aladdin, was this whole scene of like Pegasus coming down and licking Hercules in the Hercules movie. Now, Hercules is a Disney movie I am not super familiar with. Is it one of your favorites? I have never watched it. So I don't know how Pegasus is meant to sound in the Hercules movie, but they gave this flying horse this like weird, like cooing, chirping, clicking voice with the sound design. It was very strange. I'm thinking of a different horse scene. I'm thinking of the one from Frozen where it's not even a horse. It's a reindeer. So I don't remember (laughs) the one you're talking about. They also included a clip from Bolt in the Serenity sequence, which made me happy. Do you remember when we reviewed Bolt? I love Bolt. Yet another Disney film I forget. And it's got that great Jenny Lewis tune at the end. Mm -hmm. Another comparison. Watching these is sort of like when you go to a graduation party and they show like the slide montage set (laughs) to instrumental nothing music. Uh Uh-huh. And you see all the pictures of somebody. It should be said to Green Day's time of our life. And that is like an art medium that I definitely enjoy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Were you able to compare it to any movie or TV show for grownups? In the sense that it's taking kind of like 
beloved age-old content and making something new out of it. It reminded me of watching The Wizard of Oz, but listening to the dark side of the moon playing. I love it. (laughs) And then you notice totally different things about the movie than you ever did before. That's a good point. That's a good one. I like it. How about you? Were you able to compare it to anything for grown-ups? Mine is much more prosaic, and it's not something that I've ever actually seen, but it's definitely something I've seen advertised at the television on the televisions at the gym. So CNN, every once in a while, will put out a show that is like the 90s or the 80s or the 2000s, and it's just like a pop culture slash news retrospective of what happened in the decade using, I assume, a lot of old CNN footage. So it made me think of that. It also made me think a little bit of the Red Zone Network. Do you know what the Red Zone Network is? No. Yeah, it's a football network where they only they only show the portions of the game that take place in the Red Zone, which is when they're close to scoring. So you only see touchdowns or like failed touchdowns. So it'll switch from like totally different teams like you're not watching things in coherent fashion it's just all over the place okay that's funny I do not find that zen I hate I hate it it stresses me out were you able to cast the gritty HBO reboot I also wrote that maybe is there like a series or a genre of show made for grown-ups that you think could be successful as a calming mashup do you remember the Oprah Winfrey show do I the Oprah Winfrey show had a really profound effect on my entire sense of self wow I thought you seemed confident (laughs) but I remember getting home it was always on on a four o'clock at four o'clock and sometimes I'd be able to catch it when I came home from college or I had this job where I worked a really early shift and I'd be so happy to come home but sometimes it would not be the type of Oprah Winfrey show I wanted to watch Like, I was there for the Dr. Oz interviews, the Tom Cruise jumping on the couch episode. I was there for recipe content, makeovers, definitely. But when she did serious episodes, it was always a little disappointing. I would like to see the Oprah Winfrey show categorized in this way, with highlights. (laughs) I like it because she's got such an extensive catalog. Yeah, I would definitely watch a Serenity mashup of the Oprah Winfrey show or a skincare mashup of all the times she ever interviewed dermatologists. That would be awesome content for her television network. Yeah, Oprah, good idea for you. (laughs) How about you? Were you able to cast the Gritty HBO reboot? Okay, so I thought it would be similarly calming to see just the delicious finished baked goods from the Great British Bake Off coming out of the oven and like none of the tense stuff about how it got there. I don't even really need to see like the finished fussy projects if they required like frosting and sticking things together or whatever. No, I just want like the pristine single things coming out of the oven (laughs) looking perfect. That's a good idea. This is also totally not a grown-up show, but I thought maybe a mashup that was just the villains from Scooby-Doo getting their masks ripped off. Oh my gosh, is that not already on YouTube? Oh, it probably is. I should look. Listeners, do you know? So was it better when we were kids? Did we have anything like this when we were kids? 
No. Disney movies were locked in the vault when we were kids. And plus, like, the whole mindfulness concept. Parents are super into, like, meditation apps and mindfulness practice for their kids. And, I mean, I'm 100% sure my parents didn't know what mindfulness meant. I think my parents still probably are not tuned into this animation. By the way, I forgot to mention that the tagline for this show is Refresh your senses with a moment of mindfulness. Did you find yourself particularly mindful afterwards? I I got into a good groove around the middle of the episode where I was like just totally zoned out, but I wouldn't say that I came away from each episode with a heightened sense of calm. I just pretty much went back into my like doom spiral. Yeah, I think if I had been watching it for pure entertainment and not for the job of podcasting, <laughs> where I was watching it with an idea of what I might say about it, I think it could definitely have that calming effect. Nice. All right. One out of two. That's not bad. Would you ever watch this alone voluntarily with that in mind? I would. I want to watch the other episodes for sure. Or you could just watch episode 11, which is all of them smushed together. Oh, and so is that like, I can't do the math. <laughs> I think it's like 50 minutes or something of content. 49, 50 minutes. Maybe that will be my election night. That's what I was going to ask. Are you going to add it to your lineup? (laughs) Listeners, when you hear this, we're going to be in a whole other world. We're so jealous of you right now because all of this anxiety is just off your shoulders. It's unbearable. I hope you're living it up. Living the good life. (laughs) Should we do 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids? I think it's fine. I'm not sure my kids would be super excited to watch just a five-minute video, but I'm going to try it. I think maybe if you have, like, really little kids and you ever turn on, like, a Cocoa Melon or, like, one of those, like, just sort of insipid lullaby shows just to keep them quiet while you're making dinner or something that this would be a nice substitute for that. I can also say that I did not think of my kids once while I was watching this. I think it can be totally consumed as a project that isn't even for kids. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is nice. Ratings? I would give it a five. No. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it too. It was no Julie and the Phantoms. I'm definitely in the bag for appreciating good animation, which, I mean... There were moments that just blew me out of the water in this. But I don't think I can put it up on the same level with Julie and the Phantom. So I'll, I'll go four. Four on this one. I'm sorry. I didn't think that through at all. Okay. Too late. Are you, are you, Too late to change okay. my mind. <laughs> you say it, it's done. It's like playing chess. You can't touch the piece. And then. <laughs> okay. I was mostly thinking about how if I lived in a place where recreational marijuana was legal, It would be fun to eat a gummy and watch episode 11. 15 minutes of Zenimation. Oh, Deborah, you would be so annoyed by me because I would not be able to shut up. I'd be like, oh, look at that. Look at how the animation looks there. Oh, look what's happening over there. And you'd be like, dude, Katie, just shut up. I just want a zen. (laughs) I stand by my rating. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our website at myscreentime2.com. You can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even on Gmail at myscreentime2. Send us your show or movie suggestions, article recommendations, or general comments about the show. 
Our theme music was composed and performed by me and my adorable children, and our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye! Bye!